This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Now, this podcast is designed for the aspiring apartment investor and literally gives them the opportunity to ask the questions that will help them get to the next level. So if you're an aspiring apartment investor, this podcast is for you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Community. It's your one-stop shop for learning how to succeed at apartment investing. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast. This is a multifamily brief episode, and we are going to be brief and talk about multifamily. Imagine that. So a statement that's been on my mind a lot lately has been easy to buy, hard to sell. And then his counterpart, hard to buy, easy to sell. You know, And the more I think about it, the more experience that I have in this market, I, I see these words ringing very true. You know, and let's look at what this means. You know, if an asset is easy to buy, it's going to be hard to sell when it's your time to sell it. If an asset is hard to buy, it's going to be very easy to sell when it's time to sell. So in the case of hard to buy, there's definitely a benefit to fighting it out in a bidding war to buy a property. You really have to sharpen your pencil, put your best foot forward and submit the absolute best possible offer to get a property and then go through your best and final round and you know, put your offer to the test again and potentially go through seller's interviews and make sure you have your debt lined up, all of your ducks in a row to be able to purchase an asset in this very competitive environment. But let's think about why this particular asset is hard to buy, why there's so much competition. Well, probably because there's some great aspects about this deal that make it very desirable. Maybe it's in a great neighborhood. Maybe it's in a city that's growing fast. Maybe it's in the path of progress. There are innumerable, many, many different factors that can contribute to why a particular asset is in high demand and therefore very hard to purchase. Now, let's look at these factors and how they're going to play out when you want to exit the property yourself. All right. If you're doing a value add and you're going to sell it in two to four years, the property is still going to be in a great neighborhood and the city is likely to still be growing. If it was in the path of progress at the time, well, the neighborhood is now just that much better, though there may still be a lot of potential upside for the next buyer because of the continued progress if it is still in that path of progress. Now, all of the factors that made this property hard to buy are also going to make this property very attractive and very desirable for the people who are in the market to buy properties when you're in the market to sell. So the factors that make the property hard to buy will correspondingly make the property easy to sell when you decide to exit. Now let's look at the flip side. Think of a property that's easy to buy. You know, maybe you're the only person that has put an offering on this property. Now, it's not likely, um, there are some certain cases on, on very close held broker deals where you may be the first person to see a deal, first person to send in an offer. I'm not talking about this type of deal because that takes a lot of effort to be able to get to the points where the broker is giving you first crack at a property. Okay, I'm talking about the property that, you know, maybe on LoopNet, where deals go to die, you know, in, in, in quotation marks, right? Where it's been marketed by a broker, nobody wanted it, so they throw it on LoopNet. And that's that's why they say that's where deals go to die. You know, there's 
something about this property that is less desirable. Maybe it's in a neighborhood that's already had its day. Maybe there's a lot of crime. Maybe there's a ton of deferred maintenance. You know, maybe there's some tax issues. Maybe there's maybe it's a Section 8 property that has a lot of problems with either the tenancy or the local uh, housing um, housing authority office. All right. But whatever the case may be, many of the factors that make the property less desirable and easy to buy will still be present in two to four years when you intend to sell. And the reasons why your property was easy to buy will now make the property correspondingly difficult to sell. You know, so where do you want to be on the spectrum? I and mean, that's a choice for everybody. I think a lot of people, especially newer in the business, the aspiring investors, go after the properties that may be a little bit easier to buy up front. There's less competition. It's easier for them to get into these deals and potentially make a name for themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as they go in knowing that this property that has a lot of hair on it is probably going to be harder to sell on the back end. There's not going to be multiple competing offers for the property that drives the price up you know, like there has been in the last couple of years. All right. Now, on some of the easy to buy properties, if there's a lot of deferred maintenance and everything else about the property is nice, and it just takes a special team to come together and, and put this, take this property and, and get it up to speed, you may be in a position where it's easy to buy and then on the back end, easy to sell. But I think that's definitely not the norm. I think that's the exception and not so much the rule. So end of the day, just remember, you know, if when you're looking at your buy criteria, your criteria for acquisitions, the easier something is to purchase, the harder it is going to be on the back end to sell. So remember, easy to buy, hard to sell, hard to buy, easy to sell. And you know, one more comment on that. I, I talked with uh, somebody just a week ago who likes to purchase institutional grade assets. They're a lot more expensive as far as total purchase price, they're a lot more expensive in price per door because there are always buyers for that. You know, whether you get into these equity funds, institutional buyers, pension funds, there's always people that are willing to buy it. So whenever they're ready to exit, they're going to have buyers lined up. And that's it for today. So just keep that in mind and, you know, put it into your, your deal criteria and make sure you understand what the long-term effects are on assets that are easy to buy or assets that are hard to buy. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already, and then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show, go to our website, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com and fill out the questionnaire on the website. And for more educational content and for more information about our educational community, check us out at thetribeoftitans.info.